Hello, everybody, and welcome to 30 Minute Thrive, your go-to podcast for anything and everything HR, powered by MRA, the Management Association. Looking to stay on top of the ever-changing world of HR? MRA has got you covered. We'll be the first to tell you what's hot and what's not. I'm your host, Sophie Voller, and we are so glad you're here. Now it's time to thrive. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of 30 Minute Thrive. Thanks for joining us today. I'm excited for our conversation today because you get to hear from DQ Spencer. DQ is an MRA HR business partner located in our Golden Valley, Minnesota location. But DQ, I know you come with a lot of experience and enthusiasm, especially for our topic today on how HR can help managers manage. Sounds like a big topic, but I'm excited to kind of break it down. I know we're going to run through a lot of um, aspects of HR and kind of give our listeners some good action items and steps that they can walk away with. So I know this is your first time on the podcast, so I appreciate you coming. I'm excited. Awesome. Awesome. Me too. Hi, podcasters. (laughs) Well, DQ, I know that you recently spoke um, at an event on this topic, actually. So before we kind of kick things off, I'm just curious to know why is this really an important topic for our listeners yeah i know I, you're right i did speak on the event it was an awesome event a lot of energy a lot of enthusiasm um this is a very important topic because a lot of organizations are still struggling with uh the aspect and the function of hr um organizations talk about people and people assets being the most important asset of the company but they have a hard time showing that um, and people are because they're the only non immutable asset that organizations have. You can't copy that. You can copy processes, uh, uh, equipment, technology, terminology, but you can't really copy people. So that's why this one is very important. Yeah, that's a great point. And as we kind of dive in now, can you explain how HR really collaborates with managers to emphasize their functional strengths? And kind of part two to that question is, how can they use those strengths with their teams to achieve those organizational goals? Yeah, so as you know or don't know, I don't know. I have a football background. I like to use uh, sport terminologies. And That's great. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, HR is just part of a team, right? Um, HR is one of the few functions that truly supports the whole organization. Um, so they have knowledge throughout each function, but they're not the the subject matter expert on that function, right? So to properly collaborate with them, you have to just include them, right? Include them, include them, and uh, communication, conversation, uh, and work to collaborate and build that function up and partner. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And speaking of teamwork, we're in a world where teamwork is crucial. So how can HR departments kind of facilitate collaboration among their employees and help managers foster that culture of cooperation and teamwork and collaboration. Um, yeah. So, so that collaboration comes from that communication, right? And so um, a big part of HR is communication. And it, it's talking to the employees, talking to the supervisors, the managers, the leads. It's really getting to know um, your people, your biggest assets. Um, HR is, is a science. And to truly understand that, I mean, as HR, you have that strength, you have that background of understanding people, uh, behaviors, uh, thought processes, patterns, and processes. Um, but as a, as a functional leader, let's say accounting or finance, um, your 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 function, your strength is going to be with that. So, and to properly uh, communicate and collaborate with them, and to partner with them and engage them, you have to communicate. You have to get in there. You have to include them. You have to understand what the culture is and how you can drive that 
those behaviors and 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 uh, processes to to in, indulge and engage that culture properly. Mm -hmm, absolutely. And I know as an HR business partner, you work with a lot of different companies, a lot of different HR departments. So do you have any examples or success stories, I would say, of kind of where the HR departments work with teamwork and kind of fostering that collaboration? Yeah, I don't know. Somewhere along the line, um, HR has gotten such a bad rep as, as the Blurry Moms. Yep. Um, and I've been in HR for about 16 years. Um, I have my my bachelor's of science and HR, my master of science in HR, my doctorate of business in HR. Um, and, and through that, I've learned a lot, but I've also learned just as much through my experience. Um, for an example, I've worked with an organization, no names mentioned, um, previous to me joining MRA, where it was a, a very strong union environment. Um, and that created a, a kind of a, a trifecta, three-headed uh, obstacle course, because it was the uh, union, it was the uh, the business, the factory, the manufacturing, and it was the HR. Um, and that's how they viewed it as three different portions, three different aspects of business. Uh, and that was a very tall task. So I really had to go in there and work on that collaboration. Uh, first partnering with the organization, uh, the, the plant manager, uh, building that that relationship, and then partnering with the union, you know, building that relationship. And I was kind of that liaison that brought it all together. Um, it, you know, that, that organization lacked trust amongst the three. Um, so that was that was very challenging, but just working with them, showing my commitment, my dedication, my my my, my processes and my procedures, mm -hmm. showing them that hey, you know, this we're a team. We want the same goal. We just have different paths to get there. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of our listeners can kind of resonate with that and relate to that story too, and how their organizations mm -hmm. operate like that. So that's good advice. But we also know that compliance is also a critical aspect of HR, too. So do you have any insights on how HR can support managers in ensuring their teams adhere to the regulations and policies that always seem to be changing and updating? Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm going to kind of get off topic, but get back to topic, right? It's going to be. Yeah. So when I first started in HR, I tried to assimilate to that that stereotype, that prototype of a human resource manager of saying uh, no and yes, and you can't do this, and you can't do that. And I wasn't truly myself. Um, and I truly started being successful when I started, you know, venturing on and being original. Um, so I took the mindset of that. I wasn't going to tell leaders and managers, no, you can't do this right off the bat. I was going to tell them, hey, I want to get that goal that you want, but here's how we can do this. Here's how we can get it done versus no and yes. Um, so with compliance, it's the same kind of issue, same kind of aspect um, versus telling them no or yes. Uh, give them parameters and say, hey, I see what you're trying to do. Uh, this is the most compliant and best way to get there. So let's get it done together. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. So running through kind of the task of all the tasks of HR, another one is to motivate employees, which can be kind of difficult. So how can HR professionals and managers work together to keep their teams engaged and motivated? That's, that's a tough one, right? Because... Um, you know, I say this all the time is that we're called individuals for a reason, right? So we're individually created and individually, uh, we have individual values and, and views and perspectives. So to have motivation, it's going to take really knowing and building a relationship with your, your organization, your culture and your employees, right? Mm -hmm. So get to know your employees. Um, one thing I, I told um, a member that I talked to uh, you know, he asked me, how can I motivate my employees? What's going on? They're not engaging. 
And I, you know, I sat there and I said, hey, you mind if I watch it for a little bit? Not mm-hmm. to be honest, hey, can I watch it for a little bit? <laughs> no problem, no problem. So I sat down and, and took, you know, half the morning and just kind of watched his interactions with his employees. Um, and I literally told him, I said, I saw four separate times where people were trying to talk to you and you didn't talk to them. People were trying to walk by you and say hi. You didn't even look at it. And, and on two separate times, people were trying to talk to you and you said, you know, you were busy, waved them off. Yeah. I said, engagement goes both ways. Motivation goes both ways. You have to go and engage with them, right? Um, as a position of authority, naturally, instinctively, people are going to be timid to engage with you. So you have to set that tone. You have to set that standard. Like I said, engagement and motivation goes both ways. Show them that you're willing to do what you're asking them to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like that's a good point on how a lot of companies right now just have to kind of reevaluate what they're doing. Like you kind of sat in as a fly on the wall and you were yeah. able to see it, but the HR department may not be able to see it because they're in it. So sometimes yeah. you just kind of need an outsider almost to come in and um, see that all. Yeah. So when it comes to achieving results, alignment with an organization is key, obviously. So how can HR create that alignment between different teams and departments? Yeah. So alignment comes, like you know, I talked about inclusion, communication, mm-hmm. conversation. Alignment comes with understanding the, the optimal goal, right? Um, and creating the processes and procedures that align with that, that drive toward that goal. Um, a lot of companies have processes just because they haven't. They said, oh, we always have this, or this is what we've always done. Um, but the, your goal changed, business changed. You know, the, the world of business is very dynamic. It's always changing. And for you to keep the same processes, it, it might not make sense to achieve that goal. So I always tell the people, you know, look at what you're trying to achieve, work backwards. And this is what we want this is what we want to achieve. So let's do this, 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 this to get there versus, well, well, let's do this and go kind of around it, you know, align toward that goal, direct your process, your behavior and your thought and your, your actions toward achieving that optimal goal. Mm-hmm. And just what you said right there, the world of business is very dynamic. So I guess that kind of brings us to our next point of how can HR assist managers in adapting their strategies and tactics to meet new challenges when um, business is always changing? Yeah, it's just constant reassessment, right? Yeah. So like I said, I've been organizations, um, all different functions and industries and the thing that I hear the most is this is how we've always done it, or this is what they told us to do versus, you know, having that critical thinking skill, thinking about, hey, this is what they told us to do, or this is how we always done it, but it doesn't kind of make sense what we're trying to do. So look look at that goal. Think about this is what we're trying. We're trying to achieve organic business. We're trying to achieve growth. We're trying, we're trying to achieve uh, sat- customers and employee satisfaction. So what can we do to get there? Understanding your culture. Culture is big. Um, so... I don't know if you know, but I, I'm a teacher as well, professor. Mm-hmm. There's uh, uh, there's uh, pedagogy and andragogy, uh, the type of learning. And adults, when when they learn, they, they want to learn by seeing what you do and looking what you do versus when you're a kid, you do this because you're told to do because you have to go through this. You have to go through middle school. You have to go through high school. Whereas adults, they're there because they hopefully want to be there. So let's make an environment. Um, that they want to be there, right? Um, and when they're there, it, it's going to be changing. Not everybody's going to be the same, just like business. It's going to be evolving. It's going to be dynamic. It's going to be contemporary. Uh, some things may say traditional, but it, it's going to move. It's, and you have to move with it. Flexibility is critical. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I should have mentioned that you were a teacher in the beginning, too. I mean, yeah, that's okay. That's you've got so many different perspectives now from this. So. <laughs> well, we've kind of mentioned this throughout the whole podcast, but it seems like employee engagement is often one of the biggest concerns for managers. So, and you've touched on this briefly, but how can HR really assist in me- measuring and improving employee engagement then um, to enhance team performance in an organization? Yeah, and and that's that's a tough question, right? Because every organization is going to be different. Um, the the thing I can say is, you know, just like business and sales, um, engagement is building relationships, right? Mm-hmm. Understanding who you're talking to, what you're talking about, understanding the optimal goal, um, and just building that relationship to go toward it. And like I talked about earlier, making that effort to engage with your employees, making that effort to be as transparent as transparent as possible. Obviously, you can't be completely transparent all the time, um, but be as open as possible because um, the more people understand, the more they want to drive for that goal and helping them get those fingerprints and helping them get that engagement and touch points within that plan. um, That also helps, you know, if they have a little skin in the game, that'll help them engage. That'll help them feel, you know, I'm a part of this. Right. Um, But it, it starts and stops with the culture. Right. How is your culture? Is it an engaging culture? Um, is it an open door culture? Is it, uh, hey, um, I know we're business here, but how's your day going? How are you doing? Um, like I, the example I gave previously, when a manager, um, you know, shoot people off or was too busy to talk to people or, you know, he, he walked from his office right to where he needed to go, um, mm-hmm. have to engage. You have to show them this is what engagement looks like. You have to show them, hey, I'm motivated to do my job. You have to, hey, what do you think about this? Talk to them and increase that communication, increase that inclusion um, and and kind of full circle. HR is a big portion of that because a lot of people really don't have that perspective or understanding or, or, or mindset. And as human resource managers, we understand that people are our business and people should be everyone's business because that's what business is created on. Um, even even technical businesses, even um, process-oriented businesses, they're all about people, right? Mm-hmm. So the more we can understand our people, the more we can utilize them um, and take advantage of, of how great that asset can be and how much we can get to them and how much they can get to us. Yeah, absolutely. I love that you emphasize the importance of culture and having a good culture because that honestly drives your organization. And you can tell on day one and even probably before you work at the organization what their culture is because it's just a very prominent thing in an organization. So it's it's crazy. Like, um, you know, um, example that I give, um, which I've seen many times is, um, when you're interviewing, people show their best and put their best foot forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of times they'll say, hey, we're an open door culture. We're, you know, we want to hear everything you say. But when you start, it's the opposite. You know, I walk down the hall and every door is closed. Um, closed door meetings, everything feels like it's secretive. Uh, it feels like you're very, being excluded. Um, and, and that's the opposite of the culture. Um, so part of my research for my, my doctorate um, was how to um, decrease turnover intention, right? It's very really millennials because I do my research on generation, but in, in general, how to decrease turnover intention. And the number one decreaser was the culture, right? Mm-hmm. Are you doing what you say? Are you saying what you do? Are you being transparent? Are you including us? Are you hiring and retaining the people you need to cultivate that culture? And that's a big thing is 
Um, if you don't have, don't have a culture where you, if you don't have what you want now, that's not a big deal. A lot of, a lot of organizations are there. They don't have what they want, right? It's, it's a goal they want to achieve. So, but how are you going to get there, right? What's your plan? And how are you communicating and relaying that plan to your people, to your, to your managers? And how are they acting on that? Mm-hmm. Yep. It's one thing to say it, but it's another thing to actually do it and implement well, it. It's mm-hmm. a great so I know you've given a ton of best practices and advice and tips throughout this whole podcast, but do you have any best practices for HR professionals to really identify and leverage the functional strengths with within their organization to drive that success that everybody wants? Yeah, yeah. So a lot of times, um, I'll say this is a very known saying, but get comfortable with being uncomfortable, right? So a lot of times when you talk to different functions, this is my personal experience. Earlier in my career, when I talked to different functions, um, and I wasn't as prepared to talk to them about their business, right? Their function. Um, and so that decreased their trust and they decreased their trust in me, right? So the more time to understand different functions, I can have that direct conversation with about what their strengths were. And, and, and they can see that I'm taking that uh, action to really understand what their strengths are and what their function is and what their goal is. And the more I understood how they act, how they behave, what their processes were, the more I could create strategy, the more I could uh, insert myself into their function and help them grow. And it helped me grow so much to understand business financially, uh, understand business through the processes of manufacturing, understand business through sales and marketing. Um, but I just, you know, like I said, part of the reason why I got my, my DBA was because I, I had a master's of science, um, which is great, but I wanted to understand business as 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 a whole more holistically, um, and, and that helped me grow so much. It helped me grow immensely, just understanding different functions of the business, and that's what I would give to each HR professional and any anyone any function. Right? Try to learn business. Don't try to you know. Obviously, you know what you do. You, you're you're an expert at what you do, but be an expert at understanding the business. And that'll help you grow and help your organization grow so much. That is great advice. That's something that I'm trying to do too, is just even shadowing a department for a day, just see what their day in the life is. And that, like you said, will help you understand the business as a whole and will help you do your job better too in the long run. Yeah, yeah. And and with that, it's I know it sounds boring, but hey, you know, what do you what's what's going on in that meeting? Can I sit in that meeting? Or hey, do you mind if I you know, tag along or do you, like you said, do you mind if I uh, shadow you? Do you mind if I hang out and, and kind of follow you a little bit and, and understand what you're going through so I can better help you, better assist you and better support you? And, and that's what it's about. It's about, um, you know, selfishly, I was trying to grow the business, but I was trying to grow myself. I was trying to, under, I was trying to be a better professional, a better employee and a better person and more adapt to business. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Well, as we wrap up here, last question can you share any key takeaways for our listeners on how HR can really be that strategic partner in helping managers manage effectively and achieve the optimal results in their organizations? Bringing it full circle here. Full circle. That's what we're about, right? Circle of life. Um, I would say, kind of like I said, understand the business. The more you understand that business and that function and that environment, uh, the more alignment you can create right so again help them understand processes if they don't know the processes of hey this is what we're doing this is the process that hr is rolling out they don't understand it 
then they probably won't roll it out to the best of their ability, right? They probably won't engage in it to the best of their abilities. So help them understand it, right? Understand their business so they can understand your business. Um, you say that that alignment, that inclusion, you know, sit in their meetings, have conversations with them, um, engage with them, go out of your way, you know, go beyond a little bit to, to make them feel, you know, that, that they trust you, that they understand you, and that they believe in you. Um, because the more trust, more understanding, the more inclusion you have, the more transparency you'll get, the more engagement you'll get, um, the, the better you'll be able to help them and support them, and the more the business will be able to grow. And that's what it's about, is creating that organic growth and that internal growth as well as that external growth so you can be successful and the business can be successful. Mm-hmm. Well, Diki, this, this was great. <laughs> I want to thank you for being on the podcast today and sharing all that great content and all the advice on um, how HR can really help managers manage. So to our listeners, I would just encourage you, if you liked our chat and topic today, comment something new that you learned today or something that you're going to start implementing or anything else that you'd like to add on to the conversation. We want to know your thoughts, what you're thinking, if you have any new ideas on this topic. Um, and don't forget to share out this episode, of course, and consider joining MRA if you aren't a member already. We have all the resources you need in the show notes below. Um, We've also included resources on this topic and um, DQ's contact info and LinkedIn profile if you want to connect with him. Otherwise, thank you so much for tuning in today and we will see you next week. And that wraps up our content for this episode. Be sure to reference the show notes where you can sign up to connect for more podcast updates. Check out other MRA episodes on your favorite podcast platform. And as always, make sure to follow MRA's 30-Minute Thrive so you don't miss out. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next Wednesday to carry on the HR conversation.